This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, April 29th, and let's talk about the weather. This month is one that many of us would like to forget. Only four days got to their normal highs, normal high temperatures at uh, SeaTac Airport. And only seven days got to their normal highs or more in the Tri-Cities at Pasco. Now, this was not a record cold April, not by any means. But clearly, it is in the bottom third of April's in terms of temperature. So this is the coolest third of April's. If you want to blame something or someone, uh, a moderate La Nina is the proximate cause of our cool weather. And La Ninas, as you know, are associated with colder than normal sea surface temperatures in the central and eastern uh, tropical Pacific Ocean. Now today, Friday, will be partly cloudy with highs around 60 in western Washington, so it'll seem warm and in the upper 60s in the Columbia Basin. So today's not a bad day at all, but it won't last. Tonight, a potent frontal system will move in off the Pacific Ocean, bringing moderate rain overnight, most of it after midnight, and there'll be showers in its wake on on Saturday. Uh, Temperatures on Saturday will be depressed down into the mid-50s, uh, in, in western Washington, and you will need a rain jacket or umbrella tomorrow. Sorry. So Saturday be partly cloudy, showers on and off. You, you know what that's like. Now, Sunday will be the best weekend day on both sides of the Cascades. A ridge of high pressure will build over the region, and that will bring a situation of mixed sun. It will be partly cloudy. Uh, dry conditions, highs in the mid-60s in western Washington, and near 70 in eastern Washington, even some low 70s. So Sunday is the day that you want to do your outdoor recreation, take your walk, work in the garden, you name it, Sunday's the day. Uh, But there's some bad news. A potent Pacific storm system with a fairly strong low will move in from the northwest on Monday. And that's going to bring rain over the region and even some wind, particularly in southern Washington and over over Oregon. So it's not going to be a good day. And then the rest of the week, we have a series of systems. We'll have it. We'll have some days will be okay, and then we'll be, be raining on and off. And temperatures are not going to surge above normal. But there is some good news in all of this. Cool, moist conditions will bring precipitation to eastern Washington during the next week or so. And that should provide valued water for the dryland winter wheat crop. And with rain and cool conditions ahead, we can have increasing confidence in a bountiful water supply over Washington State this summer and sufficient water for virtually all the important crops in eastern Washington. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. 
Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. My podcast today will be about surface air temperature, and knowing a little about surface air temperature can improve your life and can even save it under the right circumstances. Don't believe this? Listen on. The temperature reported on TV or on your smartphone is surface air temperature, but it is not measured at the surface or ground level. In fact, meteorological surface air temperature is measured at two meters, about six feet above the ground. This is very important because the temperature at the ground and at two meters above the ground can be very different and more about this later. Surface temperature also has to be measured in the shade and of course protected from rain the elements. Temperatures, temperatures need to be measured above natural vegetation and never above concrete or roads, which tend to cause the temperatures to rise substantially. Some of you may have cars or trucks that provide air temperatures. This is generally taken from air entering the engine compartment about two feet above the road. You should never trust temperatures that are from your trucks or from your cars unless the vehicle is moving briskly. Otherwise, the temperatures will inevitably read too high. Now, surface air temperatures can vary considerably over a region, even within a few miles. That is why you can't look at the temperature at SeaTac, either observed or forecast, and assume your temperatures in the Seattle metropolitan area will all be the same. They won't be, and that's true for other areas as well. Now, on cold, clear nights in winter, locations near Puget Sound can be 10 to 15 degrees warmer than locations only 5 to 10 miles inland, such as Woodenville or Issaquah. Why? Because Puget Sound's temperatures don't change much during the year typically around 50 degrees. And during the wintertime, Puget Sound warms the nearby air, while locations more isolated from the marine influence, inland locations, can cool. In contrast, during the summer, locations near Puget Sound may stay in the 60s, while inland temperatures can zoom into the 70s or 80s or even higher. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the temperature at the ground, at the surface, can be very different than the reported air temperatures at SeaTac Airport or any place else. During the summertime, a strong sunshine is absorbed by the surface. And as a result, surface air temperatures can easily be 2 to 8 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the air temperatures at two meters where they are reported. Uh, you have heard of situations about frying eggs on the ground while temperatures are in the 90s. Well, that's, that, that's an extreme situation. But the bottom line is the temperature at the ground during the summertime can be much warmer than the temperatures that are reported on your smartphone or your website or whatever. But during the winter, the opposite can be the case. 
The ground is effective in emitting infrared radiation to space, cooling down rapidly at night while the air near the, above, the, above the ground cools more slowly. On such nights, ground temperatures, the temperature at the surface, can be two to six degrees cooler than reported air temperatures, surface air temperatures at two meters. Now, knowing this can save your life. Why? What is the biggest meteorological threat in the Northwest? Storms off the Pacific? Floodings from atmospheric rivers? High winds? Thunderstorms? The answer is none of the above. The biggest threat by far, the one that causes more deaths and injuries to Northwest citizens, is ice on the roadway, sometimes called black ice. On a cold night, if the reported air temperatures are in the mid-30s, uh, or your car thermometer reports 33 to 36, the ground temperature could easily be at or below freezing with a serious threat of ice. Thus, if air temperatures are observed or forecast to be in the mid-30s, slow down. The threat of icing is substantial. One more thing. On cold nights, the biggest threat is often on bridges or elevated roadways. Why? Because they can cool down effectively because there is no upward heat conduction from the ground, so they can cool off even more than other roadway surfaces that are, that are in touch with the ground. Thanks for listening about temperature. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.